boom we should be rolling we are on okay mr denmark seems like you're absolutely crushing it mate um how did you get on to this whole crazy journey that we call crossfit Oh, it's um, it's a good story. Um, when I got uh, when I went to high school, I was uh, doing just regular fitness. I've been doing loads of sports all my life. I've been cycling. I've been uh, doing gymnastics, and then um, got into the high school. And just like all the other guys, went to the gym to do the regular disco pump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my mom was like, "Oh, I've just started this crossfit thing. You should come join me." I was like, no, no, mom, I'm not, I'm not joining you for that. And then, uh, yeah, she, it took, it took her some time to convince me, but like after a couple of times I went with her and uh, like the first time I just got caught in it. And like from that, from there on, it just took off and I've been doing it like ever since I think I, I just went to three classes a day because I liked it so much. I like the, the competitive environment. Um, I've always been been competing, so like that competitive environment where you are competing with yourself every day, um, I really like that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. How how long ago was that when you uh, when you first started? Um, I think it's about uh, four years ago now. Um, maybe yeah, it's probably around four years because I started um, just for the open. Um, and that's it's my fourth fourth year now, so it's uh, it's four years ago, so in 2017. Wow, I mean, what? How are you feeling for this open that's coming up? Um, I'm excited. Um, um, as as everyone, um, I'm looking forward to it, to being able to do some kind of a competition again. Like mm. with the long lockdown, it's it's been a while. Um, so I'm just really looking forward to to test my body and see where I am at the moment, and then just go for it and and see how far I can get. So, mm. Yeah, especially with the three weeks, right? With the structure of it, it being a little bit shorter in duration, um, I think a lot of athletes are gonna drop the hammer a little bit more and be like, okay, cool, we can really push this rather than it being a psychological battle of a five week slog. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like three weeks that you can easily manage that because usually it just gets hard uh, after the, the the three weeks. Um, so like, I think people are going to go smash it and, and really go hard on every workout. So it's just going to be super fun because that's that's why we do it. Oh, yeah. Like to just kill ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and you see, you see those people that just go hell for leather come three two one go and you're like oh my god this is a 20 minute workout mate and you've gone out so hot yeah it's just so entertaining to watch it it could say a lot about us but at the same time it is so funny <laughs> yeah but like like i really like that's that's the thing like people who aren't doing competitions regularly uh, but they all sign up for the open and, and get to try this competitive environment and they have no idea how to do it but they just love it and they just like go um go full on from 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 the first minute yeah. and then just screw themselves for the rest of the workout but like they love it and and we love to watch it 100 <laughs> percent. and it's it's like some sort of primal instinct though right to just go so hard that your body like starts shutting down and you don't really know what's going on 
like uh, it's addictive it really is addictive definitely it's i think it's like all the adrenaline and and nervous and everyone's looking at you and and just make you go okay i'm gonna show them how to do this and then yeah we <laughs> i that's broken memory i uh i used to coach a guy called harry right um and we used to call him dead fish harry simply because it didn't matter what workout it was it didn't matter about it was a one at max clean or a murph or an hour and a half workout it doesn't matter like doesn't matter what's on the board within two minutes He'll be face down on the floor, arms by his side, just gasping for air because he's gone out so hard. <laughs> like, what a legend! <laughs> literally, right? You look at right, right, Harry. This is this is a 35, 40 minute workout, mate. What are you not going to do? All right, all right, Alex. I'm not going to go out from the gate. I was like, okay, cool. I want you to hold this split. All you got to do, mate, is see this on the rower. Just look at this screen. It's going to say 150 or summit daft. Okay, we'll pick out a number. Look at it. If it says 140 summit, you're doing too quick. Slow down. He's like, okay, cool. Next thing you know, you just hear this rev happening. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I turn around and Harry's just going through it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Dead fish, it's Harry, so, mate. It's so weird. Like, we have um, my one of my best mates um, called Espion. Um, so we call him Kamikaze Espion uh, because he literally does the same, and he's like he he, he has really gotten better at it. Uh, but like when when it was at its worst, um, last uh, last open I think it was uh, twenty point one, and um, the ground to overhead and bur bar facing burpees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, like so we've we've been talking in the car on the way to the gym, like uh, planning and, and strategizing, and he was like. Um, okay, I'm just going to do the first one here. I'm going to do one minute and 30 per round just to get through it. Like that's enough to to be able to get on the time cap. And I just wanted to get it done. And like during the warm up, we're practicing his times and his rounds and he's hitting like 130 average every round. So it's good during the, the warm up. Then he's ready to go and like the clock goes uh, 10 second countdown. Like, like out the gate, just goes completely off the pace does three rounds in two minutes and then he looks looks at the clock and he's like he's just like fuck and then he walks out the door <laughs> and like the legend walks out the door for one half an hour comes back does it completely after his plan <laughs> That's amazing. Just get so, just so, so caught up in the atmosphere. It's like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to drop the hammer, put on a show sort of thing. And yeah. you just, you know, right? You know, at that minute, it's like that meme. At that minute, he knew he fucked up. Yeah, yeah he, he knew himself and he's like, nah, I'm just like, it's not good. And he just went straight out of the gym and we didn't see him for, for 30 minutes. Oh, that's amazing. I don't know. Uh, I had a bit of a similar sort of similar experience on the um, the thirty three, the twenty seven, uh, the the long one of the thruster and the Chester oh, yeah. bar. Yeah, was it 2018, 2019? I can't really uh, remember. I think it was the nineteen point five. Nineteen, that was the one. Yeah, um, I was like, look, I'm gonna have no strategy. I'm just gonna breathe, whatever, and I'll put the bar down. Um, you know, two, three reps before before blowing out. In fact, my only strategy was my first set, 
of thrusters, I'm going to do 11. I don't know why. I just plicked the number out. I was like, do 11. That's all you're going to do. And then from that, whatever. And I remember finishing the set of 33. I looked at my judge. I didn't know where I was. I was just like, oh, no, this is going to be a really shit 10 minutes. <laughs> it's just that's, like, that's a brutal workout. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I think I really enjoyed it because I've only done it once. You know, I've got really fond memories of it because it was like three years ago and I've only done the workout once. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you, you have a good association with it and like it's, it was, it's a great workout. You can't argue with that. Mm. And like, yeah, so like I, I remember um, being in Lanzarote uh, during that workout. Um, so it's the last workout of the Open and, and my coach, uh, Phil, wanted to put a bit of pressure on me. So he was like, okay, Lucas, you're doing it next to Sarah and Adrian. I was like, no, I'm not doing it next to them. And like, he literally just put me in the middle between Sarah Sigmund's daughter and Adrian Mundwiler. And then I had to do it. And like, they were finished five minutes before me. And like, it was, it's, it was such a good experience to just like get to compete with them mm. or against them. But like, it was still, when, when they were finished, I had 21, 15, nine to go. I was like, okay. It was a big beating, this one. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, shit, these these two are next caliber sort of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, been doing CrossFit for one and a half year, and, like, my first proper open, just, like, okay, it's go that's, time now. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But, I mean, looking at it from an outsider's perspective, um, I remember when you were kind of, like, kind of coming onto the scene like there was a little bit about you here and there, not really, oh, this Danish bloke sort of thing. No one kind of knew your name sort of shit. Uh, you kind of look, you look at your gymnastics and you clearly know you've got a gymnastics background and you're like, holy shit. Like he can hold his own with anyone sort of thing. That's impressive, man. Did you feel like you you, you came in and were like, okay, cool. I'm, I, I must be like, half decent at the whole gymnastic stuff and i just need to plow a lot more energy into the other things um yeah first uh, just made i really appreciate it um um but like uh, i actually when i started i wasn't that good at the gymnastic stuff um but i had a really good um body feeling like i knew where my body was in space um mm. from because I, I didn't do the um the gymnastics with the rings and the Olympic gymnastics. I did the team gymnastics mm. where you're doing it, uh, running down the, to the trapeze and stuff like that. So I had a good feeling about where my body was in space. Um, and I think that took, was really good for my gymnastics because um, I, can, I could control my core, which is a really primary thing for doing great in gymnastics. And then just slowly as it, as it built up, um I, I i started to feel like okay i'm I, I like gymnastics and i'm doing quite well um so i really need to like keep pushing the gymnastics and get better at it but still my primary focus has to be on getting all the other things up um, but i didn't want to take take gymnastics out because i don't think there's any reason to like take the gymnastics down to get better at the strength i might as well just push both at the same time Mm. so yeah that, that was really my thought to like I'm, i need to get all the strength things and olympic weightlifting 
up really well and, and get well at it, but I, I don't want to get bad at gymnastics on the compromise of getting good at the strength. 100%, like that's, that's CrossFit, right? Like we want to be yeah, able to exactly. do everything, be good at everything or at least half decent at, at everything. And then when you compete in it, you need to be great at everything. And yeah, like proprioception, like the your body's ability to know where it is in space and time, like that, it's really, really interesting um, I'm going to like pull it out of the, the athlete perspective and then shove it into the coaching perspective. Right. Because you can, you can clearly see people who have been an athlete before because they do have an incredible proprioception and they know exactly what they're doing. And, you know, you could walk into the gym. I'm like, all right, Lucas, I want you to close your eyes and like jump and do a 360 and then run forwards. And you would just know exactly what to do. You'd be like, okay, yeah, cool. It's second nature sort of thing. But I've had, I've had people where I'm like, okay, we're going to break down the med ball clean and all we're going to do, basic, basic beginner, we're going to pick up the med ball up and we're just going to stand up with it. You're not going to squat with it. You're not going to do anything. I'm not going to worry about whether your elbows rotate or any of that stuff. You're going to pick it up, obviously, with a with a neutral back. You're going to pick it up and you're going to finish it with a, in front of your chest. They're like, okay, cool. And then they pick it up and put it above their head and they think it's in, in front of their chest. I'll never forget yeah. this like ever to like i've got an awful memory and i'll remember it when i'm 90 in a rocking chair i'm like all right i want you to finish here so it's in front of your chest and people put it above the head and that's just with a lack of proprioception right and they've just not played sport growing up and probably not been outside and kind of messed around with a body and actually learned all these like intricate things but it's crazy and you, you also look at the athletes who who are competing at a high level and you're like damn yeah okay this person played spot this person clearly yeah. played spot yeah exactly so and, and like that's that's really like a um yeah it's really a good example because like you don't think there's people like that but there literally yeah. is yeah and they have never done anything before um so it's it's really good example like they they have no idea where they are in space and it's just uh okay this is completely new for them and where is my chest yeah, it's, like, it's crazy, right? Because oh, we take it for granted. Like we've, you know, I played sport growing up, you played sport growing up. Um, and even if we completely took all activity out of our lives for a year, you could come to one of us and be like, okay, I want you to do this. And we'd be like, all right, wicked. I know how my body works sort of thing. I know its limitations. I know its strengths, but I also know where it is. Yet you, yeah. you say someone, oh, extend your elbows. And they've, they've clearly got like a 30 degree, um, like bend in their elbow. And you're like, um, no, no, like fully extend their elbow. They're like, yeah, it is. I'm like, well, look at it. And they look at it and they're like, oh, well, I didn't really know. I was like, how? How did you not know that? <laughs> but it's uh, it also like kind of, you know, it poses a, a big problem in like modern day society, I guess, because, you know, kids aren't necessarily getting that. And then you're just like, well, what's, what is it going to look like when they progress into an adult if they just don't know what, what the body does? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, really. Like, I remember growing up, like, you were always outside playing and, like, playing sports or building, building stuff or climbing trees and stuff like that. Where now my, my little brother, he's, um, yeah, he's 11. Like, all he's doing, he's playing Fortnite all the time. And it's like... <laughs> Like, I remember, like, we couldn't do that. So it's, like, really different to, to how they live now. And it's only been, like, 11 years. I'm, I'm 22 right now. So it's been 11 years. And I was like, 
okay that's that's different it's literally the same boat as i'm in i'm 24 i got a i got a sister who's 14 and one who's 16 and and they they kind of did the same thing you know just always stay inside i'm like what are you doing like yeah, yeah. you know i was getting <laughs> dragged inside and now you're getting thrown outside sort of thing it's so <laughs> weird it's it's such a strange concept i'm like go cause mischief you know like throw sticks or whatever go play football ring some doorbells and yeah. like <laughs> knock a door run yes <laughs> do you have knock a door run in denmark yeah yeah oh that yeah. is incredible that was, that was class what about uh knock a door don't run so you basically got to come up with some bullshit excuse that you've knocked on someone's door I think I think we have that, but like I've never tried it. Like I think I was too nervous to get in court because like I think like being 10, 11, 12 years old, you think it's like <laughs> like you really think you're breaking the law, knocking the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, do you want to buy some uh, Girl Scout cookies? They're like, yeah, okay. I'm like, oh, uh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, oh fuck, what we do? Oh, hedge jumping—that was always a fun one. You basically just run and jump into someone's hedge, um, and go all the way through it. Obviously, you just you go home like bleeding and just scratched up because you've just thrown yourself into hedges all day. <laughs> but then you've just got to leg it out. But I mean, it 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 makes a really cool imprint into someone's nicely cut hedge, which Sounds again, like proper kids game. That's yeah, I wouldn't recommend it if any if any kids end up going doing it. Don't go blaming me, but give me the credit for for, for telling them the idea. It's a great game. I'd even want to do it now. See, these this is the problem, right? This is the problem yeah. when you you get older because you play kids games, but then you do it drunk. So then you just do it to the extreme, right? So it's like instead yeah. of like hedge jumping, you basically like run through the hedge. <laughs> It's like it's no longer leaping over a hedge. It's just running through the and middle I of it. Just running through it. <laughs> yeah. Like full kamikaze into the hedge. <laughs> just because we think we're the Hulk or something, you know? Had way too many tequilas. And the next thing you know, you're uh, you're the thing out of Fantastic Four and you're, you're going to run through a bloody wall or something. Yeah, don't try that one at home. Oh, it doesn't sound like a good idea. It does sound like a good idea, but doesn't doesn't sound there. Uh, like something you're gonna escape from well nah all all the all the bad ideas make great stories though yeah like exactly that's that's the thing that's the th you just gotta weigh it up hey am i gonna survive this bad idea if it's a yes i mean yeah okay crack on but if it's a no please don't make that you know risk then uh you know let's let's play the cards right and and yeah. go don't go doing that but yeah all the all the bad ideas make the greatest stories god damn yeah yes it was, it was good times <laughs> so what's uh what's growing up in in denmark like in in terms of sport and um and the whole fitness and stuff like obviously i mentioned that i i kind of been over to denmark very briefly and it seems like a very healthy nation um, yeah, I think like I think growing up in Denmark in regards to sport is like uh, many other countries. Um, like all the boys plays uh, football and the the girls uh, plays handball and stuff like that. I think handball you don't have that in in, in England, but like handball is uh, very big in Denmark. Um, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. I played a little bit of it when I was like um, 16 for my assessments for my uh, for schooling. Uh, I absolutely love it. I think it's a brilliant spot. And like, and that's the thing, like, like the Danes really love sports. Um, and like, they're really into it. Like, um, so when the, the national team is playing, like one sixth of the country is watching it. And like, like that's a lot, like it's only a million, but we only six million here in Denmark. So it's not that much or you know, many people, but um, we just love sports and, and, and a lot of kids are playing sports. And, and in, in regards to like general health in Denmark, I think Denmark is the nation where most people are biking. Um, so yeah. yeah, we are biking all the time. And, and I think that's like, you can also see that in on the world to end cycling. Like um, it's a small country, but we have loads of, of riders in the pro teams and, and stuff like that. I mean, um, again, I've got some bad idea, good stories in Denmark cycling around. Oh, let me have those. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it was, uh, was it my first night or second night? Something like that. Like, obviously I just got over, um, I got a flight over to Copenhagen and I was like, well, everything's obviously not in English. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm just trying to like, kind of get my way around. Um, and I, m- I remember messaging my mate. I was like, um, is Copenhagen with a, obviously with a K, you spell it with a K, right? Yeah. I was like, is Copenhagen Copenhagen and just spelt it the same but without with a K and a C and she was like yes I was like oh okay cool I'm in the right <laughs> I'm going the right way I don't know why but I didn't put two and two together anyway you know kind of get over to uh to Foon the middle island and that we go out to the pub or the local bar um and like you said everyone cycles right so have a have you know way too many drinks you lot you lot like uh Oh, what was it? Like the sours? Like, um, yeah, I think there's something called sours, but like uh, I I'm, I don't uh, drink alcohol, so I, I don't actually quite know it. Yeah, but it was... You, it was you have more experience in it than me. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was something along those lines, lad. It was like some... It was, it was sours, but obviously not branded as sours, so it, it was something else. Uh, anyway. something called small sours so it's probably those ah it might have been that yeah 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 anyway long long story short right we're like okay cool the pub shuts down it's home time sort of thing no problem it's home time we'll go get the bikes and it's a snowstorm it's like half one in the morning probably about minus four minus five and it's snowing sideways and I'm like, all right, you know, welcome to Denmark sort of thing. So we're on this bike, just getting absolutely slapped in the face by by these, by snow. I can't really see. I've just got like my eyes just about open. And obviously I'm pissed as a fart. Um, so yeah, welcome to Denmark. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, people regularly think I'm from Denmark simply because I've blonde hair, blue eyes. And then I start talking, they're like, yeah, you're definitely not as well spoken as the Danes. Um but yeah, I absolutely loved it. Welcome to Denmark. Oh that's good. Yeah, exactly. Like biking all around and biking home from the pub in the night. That's that's class. Oh it was spot on that mate. It was spot on. Yeah it was uh it was a really you find a lot of European um 
cities have are, are very bike friendly. Um, the UK is like anti bike simply because like don't just be careful if you're cycling around um, cities and that. Like, like inner cities, big cities are getting better. Uh, because they're like taking out cars and you've got like the congestion charge in London and there's like, um, I'm from Manchester. So they're also talking about having like uh, de-vehicle zones. So they're taking out the vehicles altogether. But we've got like a intricate like Met system. So kind of like trams on top of, on top of the ground. So it'd be really cool. Like taking out the cars, you either cycle, you walk or you get on the tram, right? But you yeah. uh, you go over to to the continent, or obviously you go over to 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 you lot in Denmark, and like everyone's on a bike, and it's really really cool to see. Um, and, and I also really think like I've been to London a couple of times, um, and like I love London, I love taking the underground and stuff like that. Um, uh, and like I would love biking around in London because like I think you. Uh, you get to see so much more when you're biking because when you're driving in the car, it's going too fast. When you're walking, it's going too slow. But like on the bike, you have like a pretty good pace to get around and and see a lot of things and just like enjoy the nature and and hear the birds and and everything. So that's what I really like about biking. It's it's great. Yeah, I I really agree. Like you you can soak up so much more and then also cover the ground that you need to. Um, And especially with like traffic jams, like it's going to take you the same amount of time anyway. You're just going to get there a little bit hot and sweaty. Exactly. Yeah, whatever. We sweaty. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're all into fitness. We all stink anyway. So yeah. you know, whatever. It's the same with uh, people like, oh no, like you know, don't don't get too close to me. I stink. I'm like, we're in a gym. You're not going to smell nice. Like if you yeah. smell nice in the gym, like you've not you've not finished your workout, mate. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm the one who's going to smell the worst because I've been in here all fucking day. So it's like, come on, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it's it's so true. And like people are always like, oh, I'm sweaty. Yeah, me too. So it's, yeah, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. I, I, even people who, who turn around and say, oh, no, I don't sweat. Like, it doesn't matter what I do. I just don't sweat. I can sit in the sauna and don't sweat. I was like, okay, cool. And they do a CrossFit workout, right? And they're absolutely dripping like a hose pipe. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, I thought you said you didn't sweat. They're like, I don't know what happened to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the burpees. It's always the burpees. Uh, not the burpees. Nah, if you, could, if you could get rid of one movement, what would it be? Oof. Oh, that's that's a tough question. Um, I think if if it was um, if I had to get rid of one movement, movement like CrossFit in general, it would be um, it would definitely be deadlifts. I hate deadlifts. Really? But if I have to choose, yeah, if I have had to choose like a competition, I was like swimming maybe. Like oh nah, that that's a bit unnecessary. <laughs> It's always uh, it's always fun watching CrossFitters swim. You know, yeah. they get in and they basically uh, don't drown until the other end. That's about it. It's it, it's uh, barely classes swimming. Um, I I remember um, going to um, a down under CrossFit championships in in Australia, and um, yeah, I've, I've never been like like I haven't liked swimming in open water like. I can swim in a pool and like I'm 
I, I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I'm not that bad. I'm like kind of average, I think. Um, but like, I'm not fond of swimming, swimming in open water. So I got down to Australia and like 600 meter open water swim. I was like, okay, we're just going to do this. So I'm just running down the beach out in the turf. And then there's like this big four or five meter tall wave coming coming in and i'm like nope this is not gonna be good like swimming i don't like that nah man especially in australia right because there's fucking sharks everywhere you're like you want us to go out there what do you want me to do high five it like come on man like nah like come on i'm sure you got enough pills around like that's the thing like i'm not like yeah okay i'm afraid of sharks like i don't want to get eaten no yeah no one like to get eaten but i was like so you want us to swim in like one of the countries where there's most sharks like this doesn't sound like a great idea (laughs) i'll take an l on this workout guys don't worry about it like i'll take zero on this (laughs) i remember just like because like it's like the first thing you shouldn't do when being in the waters is panic if you panic it's just over but like i always had this like the sharks in my mind so it's just like every time I had the chance, I always swam on the inside of someone else because I was like, yeah, if the sharks comes, it's probably going to take him first. Yes, yeah, sacrifice. <laughs> like a, a buoyant human shield, like get out of there, sunshine, like set this one, he's a bit more meaty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's funny, right? Like I, I swam as a kid um, and swam like quote-unquote competitively for like i don't know seven years six years something like that um but put me in open water and it it still freaks me out like i have to calm myself down and have a real big conversation with myself i'm like alex you know calm down mate you know stop panicking but but it's totally different that's a that's a big difference between open water and something like it's it's a crazy big difference Oh yeah, mate. Tidal. And then also, you know, those these weird slimy things that swim underneath you. You're just like, wait, <laughs> hold on a minute. I, that's not just like a, a brave kid who's doing wits underneath the water, you know, to uh, on, on bets with his mate. Like that's an actual, that's a fish down there. And I'm not really too <laughs> sure about that. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then like it touches your fingers and it's like, oh, what was that? <laughs> 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 yeah yeah i remember fuck i remember um we had this uh like militant um swimming coach right who used to he was in the british army and then he also uh, was a swimming coach in australia funny enough and he turned around and was like ah oh, do you want to know what we do in australia i was like what i was like what we do is we take baby crocodiles and we take their teeth out and then we put them in the pool and obviously being a kid, right, you're, you're what, eight eight years old, maybe, seven, eight years old, maybe even less than that. You believe him. So you're like, nah. And then, like, your imagination as a kid starts picturing a crocodile behind you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever swam so quick in my life. To be fair, that's a proper coach. <laughs> that is a proper coach, yeah. That is a proper coach. What a... Uh, does uh does your coach now come up with uh any baby crocodile little nuances for you to uh to get you going? 
No, we have we haven't done uh, baby crocodiles yet, but it might come. Um, but we we once did this. Um, yeah, Phil, he's been in um, been on the national rugby team for England. I think I'm pretty sure he has been. And um, like he he once told me, I was doing a I was doing a, a max out and back squat, and then he just came up to me and said like. When when I used to be back squat, my coach used to tell me that my mom was under the bar, so I, I couldn't drop it. And he was like, "That if like just imagine your mom being under the bar, so you can't drop it." So like that that helps a lot. Like <laughs> like you don't you don't want to drop the bar on your mom. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like it's it's weird, right? The the stuff we tell uh, ourselves, or you you tell your training partner, or your coach tells you, or whatever, to make you do shit that you you kind of uh, would second guess right and again that's where like the the funny stuff comes in right that's where the the funny part of training comes in because we sit back right having a conversation right now and we can laugh about it but during the time that little that little sentence would send you crazy exactly like like it just gets the adrenaline pumping and you get so you get so pumped and like like you don't want like you want to squat the spine and now it's just a funny sentence and it's like how, how could i like that even get me like pumped up because it's like i know she isn't there it's just like i, I can see it 100 and you start imagining it right like oh some of the shit we used to tell each other in the weight room for for rugby right it was literally i'm going to fucking hit you and if you missed the thing is they're gonna come up and they'll bitch slap you across your face and you're like wait hold on a minute weren't you just like lying to me? And I was like, nah, man, like I am actually going to batter you if you don't make the lift. I was like, but I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to PR by like 20 kilos and they just look at you. and like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, we want 30 kilos. <laughs> yeah, we want the, double the weight. What do you mean? Double the weight. Yeah. I want double. I want you to PR by 200%. Always, always. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool, right? But I'd also be asking how much chicken and broccoli you'd be eating to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I just imagine the training percentages afterwards. It's gonna, just going to be terrible. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so what's on what's on the cards uh, coming up? Obviously, we've had lockdowns kind of put everything on pause. Um, but have you got any uh, things in the in the forefront of your mind that you want to go to? Yeah, um, I really want to go to um, the semi-finals like, uh, like everyone else. Um, um, so right now it's just, uh, I'm going to go to the open and like really push out there and then hopefully go to the quarterfinals and do whatever it takes there and just really push out and, and do what I can. I don't want to be sitting like afterwards, afterwards the quarterfinals and being like, okay, I didn't, make the semifinals due to a lot of things so like if everyone's better than me like that's fine i've done what i could do yeah um i want to do everything possible to to, to make it there this year um and that's kind of the plan for this year like in the future i i really want to go to the games um like like everyone else wants to um so it's going to be tough but like i'm i'm ready to put in the work and and, and everything so so that's nice like I have some years to go yet i feel like yeah um, totally and, man and with like the studies and everything it's 
like we have a quite quite good system here in, in Denmark. So so it's possible to train like all, more or less full time and still like go to the university. Um, so so that's really nice. Um, so right now it's just like getting the season started and do whatever I can to make it to the semifinals. Um, and from there on, I'm just like I just want some experience. I want to I want to be like when I get the chance to to be at the semifinals and be at the games, I want to be 100% ready. So I don't want to have to gain the experience then. I want to gain the experience now. And that's also why I've been like doing loads of, of competitions such as the bike cross championship and German throwdown and stuff like that, just to get a lot of experience standing on the floor. Totally, mate. Like um, that experience is is invaluable. You know what I mean. And you've got to you've got to take small steps and follow the breadcrumbs to reach uh, Hansel and Gretel's house, right? And, yeah, yeah uh, exactly. It's all about just kind of staying true to the process, t- session by session. You know, set by set, workout by workout, sort of thing. But it's 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 easy to get your your head caught up in the clouds when it's like, oh, let's go to the games or four years time or you know two years time or I want to do that in. 10 months time but it's uh yeah it's it's literally just focusing on you know the process it's easy to say it's hard to do exactly yeah 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 and like and that's that's the reason why i don't have i don't have a a time uh, constraint on when i like need to go to the games i'm like i'm gonna go to the games when i'm i'm ready to go to the games and uh, and then i'll take the time it takes to get there like It'll happen when it'll happen, right? Yeah, exactly. Happens when it happens. Like it's you can't you can't really. I don't know if you believe in fate or if anyone believes in fate. I don't know if I believe in fate, but you can't rush it, right? It it you know everything's happens for a reason, and and the the cards play out however they play out, and it's just like look, it's not for us to know. It's just kind of keep taking that that step forward. Exactly. Just keep keep moving forward. Keep keep improving yourself in in all aspects and and then it's like then it's gonna happen at some point if you if if you really want it and, and put in the work yeah 100 mate and then different opportunities arise different doors in completely different directions that you never even would have imagined right um start opening up and it's just like wait hold on a minute like how did how did this come about it's like well it's the years and months and weeks and and days of, of hard work that you put in previously. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, so like right now the focus is just on today and tomorrow the focus is on tomorrow and then we'll take it day by day and uh, and put in the work every day and then hopefully that that will be enough in the end. Yes, sir. What um what is it you're studying at uni? Uh, I'm studying economics and business administration. Um, so uh, so it's like really different to uh, to CrossFit, but um, I've always wanted to do um, something within business, and and so that study just uh, really suits me well. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty full on. Yeah, and I'll, uh, luckily we have this. Um, I'm I'm a part of the um, government supported athlete program. Um, so the government uh, pays students to, to take notes for me when I can't be there and stuff like that. Um, so I, I have the opportunity to go to training camps and go to competitions all around the world um, without having to be at the university, which is quite nice. Like, it's a great program. Wow. 
What? So other students get paid to take your notes? Uh, yeah. So um, so I have one uh, one from my study group. Um, like when I when I can't show up for uni, uh, which I can't like these days because I'm so focused on on, on the open and, and the season starting starting. Um, he's uh, taking notes for me for every class, and then the uh, university is paying him to do that. So it's actually his job to to help me out. That's incredible. So that's, that's quite nice, and like he's already in the pro study program, so he's taking notes anyway. Yeah, so he's literally just getting paid to take my notes. That's a win-win on both sides, and it, it that really reminds me of like uh, in school, right? When you when someone does your homework. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, it, and it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is that's incredible. It's also a really, it's, really clever idea. Exactly, like, and then, like, then these elite sports athletes can focus on uh, on their sports and and everything, but like, they're still getting a degree, and um, and the the. The government is just developing the elite athletes instead of having having them to choose between a, a education or the sports. So yeah, really, which yeah. is a really difficult decision, right? Because if you you know you you go down the the academia route, then you always are left with what if, you know, whether yeah. it's you could have made more money or could have or done this or whatever. But you flip it on the other side, and then you go down this and get injured or whatever happens what you're left with sort of thing. Like, yeah, granted, you don't need a degree to, to you know, make whatever you want to make yourself out in the world, but sometimes it helps. It, it, exactly. So they're just opening two doors uh, instead of closing one. Um, so that's that's really nice and a great program. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I wonder if any other any other countries, one, have something similar or two would be, would be open to to adopt some something similar. I, I, like I don't know. I, I have no idea if any other countries have this. Uh, but like, it was, I would recommend it to every country in the world because um, the amount of athletes going through it, it's um, like looking at um, the university where where I'm at, and like they have a list of athletes who's been there, and like there's a lot of great top athletes mm. and like if that could happen to other countries like they would secure their athletes in the future um but still let them be athletes and and do what they like that do their hobbies for a living and and i think it's i think it's great mm. yeah like you said that i think you made a perfect analogy of opening two doors rather than having to close one and uh choose left or right sort of thing and that's really proactive and um you know scandinavia as a whole seem like they're all you're always switched on when it comes to whatever debate it's like oh okay like the world's kind of in a shit place oh scandinavia are doing well again you know it's <laughs> like oh well you know yeah, i think i think it's time and we've said that enough that we we need <laughs> we need us just start copying you know what i mean yeah. oh okay denmark's you know clearly clearly doing well with x y or z how about we just copy the exact thing or just change it slightly yeah exactly like that's that's not like you could copy it exactly you can take just parts from what is good and like if you did that from all over the world like every country would be so 
great developed and have so many opportunities for everyone else. And like uh, one of the things like I really like about the Danish system is that we're getting paid to study. Mm. So like my my income is from studying. I'm getting paid from the government to, to go to the university. And like if, if, if there are so many like countries doing that, like so many people would like have some initiative to, to study and and they want to to get better and at everything which which also would be super great yeah that is a completely mind-blowing uh notion for for me to hear like it's it's something like nine nine grand a year or it's going to go up or something crazy in pounds to go to uni and then you've obviously got to pay for your accommodation and your food and all that sort of shit and yeah there's like grants and student loans and stuff but it needs to go back and you're if you can't afford to live, you need to go get a part-time job or a full-time job, which obviously you can't have two full-time things because then they wouldn't be full-time, right? Exactly. Then you have to get a full-time job to study full-time, but like you can't focus on your study because you're having a full-time job to pay for your studies. And yeah, like it would be so much better if you could just like focus on your study and really develop yourself as a engineer or or uh, i don't know what's like anything mm. and then that's when you're just going to end up developing the workforce um later on down the line right because everyone's going to be yeah you know higher educated and they would have exactly. had a little bit more work experience or developed that had the time to develop that in their craft rather than be like oh no i've got to skip a couple steps because i need to pay rent it's like yeah, no exactly. no you know take the four years you need and like you know, study it and really, you know, have some experience in your craft before you throw yourself in the deep end. Yeah, this makes so much sense. It does make sense, but at the same time, like, it's politics. Politics doesn't make any sense yeah. either, does it? <laughs> Is there- no, like, like that. That's a whole whole another thing. Like, yeah, there's a reason why we're into fitness and we're not politicians. Yeah, exactly. Although I do say. I do say one day I would love to be a politician simply because I want to be the first politician to walk into parliament and call someone a dickhead. <laughs> just going to be like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a dickhead, so fuck off. And they'll be just uh, be like, oh, who let this lad in? I was like, oh, well, to be honest, the, the door was open. I just walked in. <laughs> you know, just uh, something now. Haven't that already happened in in England? Like, like, I feel like the parliament in England is like watching when, like, in when we're in the middle school, like, like the teachers are showing us like uh, um, debates from 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 the UK because like it's so different to Denmark. Like, like everyone gets a saying and people are screaming at each other, and it's, it's so great to watch. And like, that's like. I kind of like I kind of like that way of polit- politics because like everyone like gets to say something and people disagree with each other. When Denmark, you have to get on this a chair to speak and then like you can't say anything if you're sitting in the crowd or anything. It's a lot more polite though, right? Like it it, it seems like British politics seems like a fucking uh, soap opera. It's like something you would turn the TV on to watch for entertainment after a after a busy day. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna wind down. <laughs> And look at a lot of posh people like argue over like nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> which hey, which they do anyway. So yeah. I mean, whatever. 
But hey, yeah, maybe. 2020, whatever it's going to be, I'll run for, I'll run for Prime Minister. Uh, if, if I could vote, vote I would. <laughs> I'd take your vote. I was like, hey, I've got Denmark's vote. They're like, they can't vote. I was like, tough shit. I'm allowing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I really appreciate your time. I know you're going to have a, you're starting your day. So you're going to have a busy day, um, yeah. always. Um, so I really appreciate your time, brother. And good luck on Friday. Cheers, mate. And uh, you too, if you're doing the open. And, uh, and thank you for, for letting me be on your podcast. It was, it was great fun. Like, always, mate. It's a great always. experience. For... Hey, always welcome. I'm sure you got many, many more to come in, uh, in the not so, not so distant future. I hope. I'm hoping for that. Mate, spot on, lad. And if I'm ever in Denmark, I'll, uh, I'll flick you a message. Oh, let me know. Then, then I'll show you around and and go do some uh, some sessions and everything. Yes, yeah, spot on, mate. Spot on. All right. Have a good day and uh, crush your session. Yeah. Cheers. You too. Bye. Peace, man.